Welcome to the One Life Community Church Podcast. Our mission is to lead people to follow Jesus in everyday life, and we hope that God uses this message to influence and encourage others to join us on that mission. We're glad you're listening. For more, please visit us online at onelifecc.org. I don't know what, um, what life has been like or your day-to-day and everything surrounding Christmas Eve or tomorrow, Christmas Day. But I do know that there's a lot that surrounds this holiday, a whole lot. Everything from um, trees. How many of y'all have real trees? Any real tree people in here? Okay, we got a few. That's all right. Oh, yep. Um, And the decorations, the ornaments, I just wanted y'all to kind of think about everything that surrounds Christmas. Um, I know uh, lights and lights, house lights, which are from hell. Um, <laughs> they are. And, and these two, um, there's light shows. At our house, we have um, a lot of these. We have lots of, no- oh yeah, yes. We crack nuts at our house. Um, and some of you, maybe don't freak out. This guy. I know you're freaking out, but here's the deal. Listen, he's retired, okay? So you can touch him. This is Magic Sparkle Pants. And um, he's now retired. He's at our house now, lives there. Um, and then this guy, he just sits in our front window and he's had better days, but there's this, there's a lot that surrounds this holiday. And in this too, you know, there's movies to watch like Elf or The Grinch or Christmas Story, uh, White Christmas, I don't know, Christmas carols. And then along with that, some of you have kids. It's like you got Christmas concerts and Christmas programs and Christmas plays and it just goes, it goes on and on. Then you have Christmas parties for their class. You have office parties. Um, of course, there's the ugly sweater Christmas parties, you know, that there's just so much around, around Christmas. Family gatherings and meals and recipes that are handed down. And even here in Wichita Falls, you've got fantasy lights. You've got carriage rides. There's, there's so much that, that surrounds Christmas. And, and in that, there's a lot of good. There's a lot of fun. There's a lot of memories to be made. And there's also, there's also the potential to forget. And there's the potential to miss the holy moment. This holy moment in this grander story that includes you and me and that echoes into eternity because that holy moment it makes all of this superficial and insignificant see in the in the middle of all of this there's uh there's this now this isn't the exact one but growing up, uh, my parents on Christmas Eve, 
we, I could open one gift, one gift on Christmas Eve. And so I would come around the tree, I would shake and try to figure out which one, you know, that I wanted to open that night. But before I could open the gift, we opened this up and we read the same story year after year after year. Now, I thought about doing this, and I'm just going to go ahead and do it, because I know we have a lot of our normal congregations out of town right now, visiting family and all of that. But if anyone is brave enough, any child, I don't know, you could be 12, 14, 16, I don't know, younger, we'll just read the story. If anybody wants to come up here with me, anybody? Nobody. I knew it. Nobody's brave enough. Ellie might come up here. Maybe. She's like, nope, <laughs> not today. I want to I read this. <laughs> In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This is the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. And while they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night, an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. I think what's interesting in that story, year after year, is you can read that and Say, oh, okay, over 2,000 years ago, this event happened. And this year, actually months ago, coming into this, I was reading that. And what really stuck out to me were the circumstances and everything going on around, around that specific time. And what Luke happened to mention in this. And I want to go back and, and read this part. Uh, 
So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. And when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. This treasuring and pondering, those words mean to to keep close, to keep safe, to keep within one's mind, to not forget, to hold these things close. Mary held on to these moments and she remembered and reminded herself as the shepherds came with this news and they saw and then they spread the word She just held on. I love these other translations of this. But Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. Or, but Mary kept all these things like a secret treasure in her heart. She thought about them over and over. Remembering the holy moments. See, I think in this Mary... She remembered that moment when the angel Gabriel came to her and said, greetings, you who are highly favored. Don't be afraid, Mary. You will conceive and give birth to a son. The Holy Spirit will overshadow you and you'll give birth to the Most High, the Son of God, a king with a kingdom that will not And I think she held on to those words in that holy moment. I think she held on to the holy moment of when she went to go visit her cousin Elizabeth, who was over 60 years old and could not have a child, but yet miraculously was pregnant, six months pregnant when Mary heard this news about herself being pregnant. And she goes to Elizabeth and stays with her right up until the time Elizabeth's son, John, was to be born. I think she held on to the the holiness of of being a 15, 16-year-old teenage girl. And as that child moved within her, her knowing that this was Emmanuel, God with us. And then the the 90-mile journey from Nazareth to to Bethlehem because this census was going to happen. Being nine months pregnant, traveling 90 miles, that took probably a week at least to make that journey. I, I think that she, she held on to these holy moments, even in the midst of 
difficulty. Even when you get to Bethlehem and everyone's there because they're counting like who was born here and from the family lineage of, of this family, that family, and there's, there's nowhere to stay. There's no room. And I, I think that that night that, that Jesus was born, that she looked down in that baby's eyes and I think she remembered a 700-year-old prophecy that in this moment, the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they'll call him Jesus. He'll be called Emmanuel, God with us. She was living it. These, these holy moments in her life. And see, this wasn't the only moment. Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. This is how she lived her life. And I think it's so interesting that as Luke writes this, he didn't just write this one time. I think he, he talked to Mary and she remembered the details. She remembered the words and she shared them with Luke so he could write them down for us because even later on when Jesus is 12 years old and they take him to the temple, we, we see these words. Then he went down to Nazareth with them and was obedient to them. But his mother treasured all these things in her heart. Why, why did Mary do this? And why is this even mentioned? I think it's because for us to live with hope today, we have to remember those holy moments of the past. Because life is hard. I don't know what you've gone through this year great moments, amazing moments, but there's also been very difficult moments, I can imagine. Moments of pain, moments of grief, moments that you're like, this is not part of the plan. Being rejected or betrayed, abandoned, Maybe even right now, especially in this holiday, just missing someone who's no longer here. See, Mary, Mary knew, and, and you know, and, and if we forget or neglect or, or disregard or overlook the holy moments, we forget God's presence and his faithfulness through all of it. We forget. See, in, in the midst of shepherds with this good news and their excitement about the Messiah, the, their excitement about this is the one and them sharing this, Mary, she took it all in. She treasured all these things and pondered them. She remembered and held on to the holy moments. And so maybe 
for us, we need more pondering and less posting and public sharing. Maybe we need more treasuring and less talking. Maybe we need more meditating and less making my thoughts known. Christmas, like this is the time to hold on to a holy moment and to remember and not forget in the midst of all the excess. Without a holy moment in Bethlehem, there's no holy moments for us. So I want to do something a little bit different. Um, over the last few years, we've done this um, during Christmas time. Um, staff, a few of us, will we'll come in here in this room. And we'll just sit in these chairs. We'll turn out all the lights. And, and we'll listen to this song. And so what I want us to do, I know for some of you, listen, it's real hard because you're thinking about what you got to do tonight. You're thinking about what's next. Some of you are like me, you got a little bit of ADD and you're like, ah, we got to just sit. And I want you to close your eyes. I want you to think about that moment in Bethlehem And think about this Jesus who came the way he came and who is king and who will come again.
his love is love and his gospel is peace change shall he break for the slave is our brother and in his name all oppression shall Sweet hymns of joy in grateful chorus praise we let all within us praise his holy name. There's no, there's no savior without a sacrifice. And the angel's words to Joseph were exactly this right here. She will give birth to a son and you're to give him the name Jesus because he will, he will save people from their sins. In the midst of everything surrounding Christmas, my hope is that you know this Jesus. 
you know, this Jesus who was fully God, who was there from the beginning, who came at the exact time and came into this world just as we come into this world to identify with us and our humanity, to live this life perfectly, but to save us, to save us from our sins and that he was the sinless one who was the sacrifice. This holy moment of Jesus being born and that you hold on to that holy moment and the holy moment too of Jesus hanging from a cross saying, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. And the holy moment of Jesus rising from the dead. He's alive. He's God. He's good. And I want you to hold on to the holy moment that he is what we're all wanting. We're all looking for him. We're all wanting to be in his presence. And in him we find healing, in him we find safety and security, in him we find provision, in him we have hope, and only him. And nothing here, in all the excess, all the superficial, it will never take the place of knowing him. And so we hold on to the hope that we have in him and the holy moments that we've had throughout our lives when we look back and we see the hand of God on our lives and the hope and the promise that we'll see him again face to face. That's the whole story. That's why we celebrate. Hold on to the holy moments. Father God, thank you. Thank you that you, you know us and you love us and you, you showed us how much you love us. And thank you, Jesus. Thank you for who you are. Thank you for what you've done. And thank you for the promises that we have in you and that you are so present, that by your spirit you are with us and you know us and you'll guide us through whatever. Help us to be aware of you and help us to hold on to those holy moments. And I pray this, Jesus, in your name. Amen.